Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now Hayden Newman, and he is the director and also plays Riley Connor in Reunion from Hell 2. And if you are a little curious, yes, it is a direct sequel to Reunion from Hell 1. <laughs> How are you doing, Hayden? I'm good, Scotty. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to have you on. I'm using my new microphone and I used it yesterday for my interview with Debbie Sue. That's the first time I used it. So I'm going to quick check to make sure that everything is good. It looks like my speakers are set uh, to the proper speaker and my microphone is set to the proper microphone just to make sure I don't have to redo it every single time I do my interview. (laughs) Hey, I understand that. Absolutely. So I really, I have one question pretty much similar from last year. And that's the first one, just to give everybody a repeat or like a refresher on uh, who you are and uh, what you do. So can you tell us like, how did you get your start into acting and filmmaking? Well, I started out like most actors in theater. I was a theater brat (laughs) and uh, went from acting in theater to directing in theater. And now uh, that was about... 20 years experience there before I directed my first film. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the idea for the first movie rolling around in my head forever. And um, I went to a convention, Days of the Dead in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, never, it's odd, I never go to the panels. It's very rare for me to go to a panel mm-hmm. at a convention. Um, but this particular panel, and it was on independent filmmaking, I decided to go to. It was hosted by uh, Michael Bean, who was in The Terminator and Alien, um, and his wife, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And basically, they said they had gotten into indie filmmaking. And basically, mm-hmm. they said in the um, mm-hmm. panel, you know, if you want to make a movie, go make a movie. Nobody's stopping you but right. you. Right. Um, so I went home from that convention and wrote the first draft of the first movie in six or seven days, I believe. Nice. Nice. And it just went from there. <laughs> absolutely. And you're, you're absolutely right. The only one that stopped you, not just from making a movie, but from doing anything in life is yourself. And that's if you don't attempt it, because if you fail to do it, that's perfectly fine. You know, it's not a bad thing. You pick yourself up, you retry it, and you learn from the failure you did and don't repeat the same mistakes. Exactly. And that's the thing. You know, you only get one shot in this crazy thing we call life. Yeah. So take chances, you know. Mm-hmm. You never know unless you're willing to jump off the cliff and do it. Absolutely. We all have one life. Make the best of it. Do live your life like you don't like you don't have another day you know, to live because you don't know what tomorrow brings. So that's why everybody should take the chances because if you don't try, then it's an automatic no. It's already a no because you haven't tried. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for those that are unaware, and I asked this question to everybody else that I've interviewed in Reunion from Hell 2, and I'm going to obviously ask it to you, especially since you're the director, what is this movie all about? Okay, well, um, Two picks up uh, two years after the events of the first mm-hmm. film. And, um, you know, we have the surviving characters returning, obviously. Um, they have 
tried to put their lives back together mm -hmm. after the events of the first film and uh, tried to move on. And, you know, when you survive something like you did in the first film and you go through that, mm -hmm. it's, um, it changes you as a person. Yeah. Obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, my character decides to, with some friends, go up to a cabin in the mountains owned by my family um, to celebrate Christmas. Mm -hmm. and um of course lo and behold we go up there we are very isolated <laughs> um it starts to happen again mm. and uh we are put into the situation where once we figure out which is very different from two mm -hmm. or from one we don't know that we're in danger until it's time to fight in two mm -hmm. um literally we figure out what's going on and it's mm -hmm. it's time to fight we yeah. don't have time to process it right um so that's what two is about um yeah. it's a christmas hard holiday slasher um there's elements of black christmas in it of nice. course you know elements of scream um i would say some elements from friday the 13th um there's nods much like in the first one there's nods to horror films throughout the movie right and it definitely has uh has um you know a nightmare on elm street's elements in it as well with lisa wilcox danny hassel both from uh nightmares four and five as well as mark Patton from nightmare two so how was it yeah. like not just working with them but directing them uh, first of all it was uh it, it was very unreal it was very <laughs> you had to pinch yourself. Yeah. Um, you, you know, when we did one, Kathy Podwell was in one and sadly she could not return for two. Mm -hmm. And Kathy directing her and working with her was amazing. Um, but to have Lisa mm -hmm. come into that role mm -hmm. and what she did with that role, she mm -hmm. was phenomenal. Yeah. And um, Danny is just a wonderful, wonderful, loving human being. I got the chance to really get to know Danny back in September mm -hmm. of last year. We did a convention together, uh, Tidewater Horror Convention, and we were neighbors the whole weekend. Nice. So I really got a chance to know Danny then. And Danny's just a loving human being, very, mm -hmm. he loves to joke. Um, and then Mark is one of the sweetest, most loving <laughs> people you will ever meet nice. um they're all very professional mm -hmm. all great to work with um but it was unreal it was it was mm -hmm. very much it was to go from one to two and have three mm -hmm. alumni from the nightmare on elm street series yeah. and two it was it was it was a experience i'll never forget for the rest of my life Absolutely. And that's what makes me even more mad that I had a drop because of freaking COVID because uh, I, you told me straight up, I, I asked you, uh, am I going to be in any scenes with like Lisa, Mark or Danny? And you said at the time you were still doing the script and you're like, I don't know about uh, Mark and Danny yet, but Lisa, you're going to have some pretty good scenes with. And I'm like, damn, no, when I dropped my, like, damn it. Yeah. Um, well, of course, Lisa stepped into the role that Kathy played in the first right. film, which was my mother mm -hmm. um and that was that was not an easy recast you know mm -hmm. 
um, I had to, when we figured out Kathy was not going to be able to return, mm-hmm. I had to sit down and think, okay, who favors Kathy mm-hmm. and is talented enough to step into this role yeah. and make it their own? And mm-hmm. if you look at Lisa and you look at Kathy, they look like they could be sisters. Yeah, they, they really do. So I was thinking the hair worked out really well for both of them. Yes, and there's yeah. scenes in two certain shots that you wouldn't know. Right. If it, You just wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lisa came on and did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Um, the first scene we shot together on the very first day, um, I mean, we dove, dove right into the emotion. It was a very emotional scene mm-hmm. where we're talking about the events of one. Yeah. And um, it was just to watch her do it. It, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we do know what Lisa played, who Lisa plays. She plays, obviously, your mother, return, you mm-hmm. know, taking over Kathy Podwell. But Danny Hassel and Mark Patton weren't in the first movie, their characters. So what character can you tell us about both of their characters and how do they fit into this this uh, plot? Well, Danny's character, his name is Clay, is mm-hmm. actually uh, my mother's little brother. He's my uncle. Okay. Okay. Um, so he was not talked about in the first film um but obviously we're up there celebrating Christmas uh and he's there and um my character Riley and him have a very close relationship I think uh he was very much the uncle that you know probably gave Riley his first drink and first you know very much like an older brother than an Mm -hmm. uncle um which Danny did a phenomenal job playing that part. Um, And then Mark, um, he plays a character named Ryan uh, Lavery. And Ryan is, um, how do I put it? Ryan is a reporter who, um, he's, uh, his career was going downhill Mm -hmm. and the events of one happened. And, um, he wrote a book, he covered mm-hmm. the story, wrote a book, got a movie deal, um, and he, his career took back off. Mm-hmm. So he is determined to keep the story going any way right. he can. Right. And um, there's a lot of tension between specifically Riley and Ryan, because mm-hmm. um, Ryan does not know when to stop. Um <laughs> And Riley just wants to move on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a lot of fun scenes together. We, nice. You know, we played well off of each other. Nice. So I'm going to let the viewers know that this next question has no spoiler whatsoever. It's not even a part of the film. It's just for me at this point, because I'm actually really curious. Um, Because I didn't see the script, obviously, before I had a drop. But I, I was playing the character of Logan. So I needed to know. I do need to know. What was Logan's purpose? What was he going to be in this movie since it's obviously was written out of the movie? Uh, Logan was going to be one of the new friends that uh, went to the cabin with Riley. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that was pretty much his purpose. He was right. one of the new friends that has come into Riley's life in the right. two years since the first film. Okay. Pretty um, much Ken and Fowder. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's awesome though. And I, I, I really, and I really uh, wanted to do the part, and you obviously know that because you, you even saw how excited I was, and I, I donated to the campaign multiple times for different perks, and I, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm glad to help out. I shared that post, that campaign so much, and I'm obviously still interviewing cast and crew, and would love to have Danny and Mark also on my show. Um, that way I can promote this movie so much because I believe in you and I believe in what you, um, you know, obviously I didn't see the first one, but I know from sources like Greg Gilber, who interviewed you twice that yes. he loved the, he loved it. And he said, you stole the show. Yeah. I, I heard that. And uh, he actually told me that, and that blew me away to hear Greg mm -hmm. say that. And it yeah. meant a lot. Mm -hmm. Um Yes, I'm actually getting ready to go on his show again here soon. Nice. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I know that uh, you mentioned earlier that obviously when you go through something like you do in one, it's really changes a person. Obviously, mm -hmm. Riley was the 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 you know hit the stick end at this uh, from this whole thing like he he was the one that was the main target everybody else was really just collateral damage at that point to an extent i would assume because i didn't see one yeah but riley is the the focal point of this at this point so how does your character evolve from the first film and how does he kind of change personally and and even emotionally in the second well i would say in the first film uh, Riley was when you met Riley in the first film I did the opposite normally when you meet mm -hmm. the protagonist they're pretty normal yeah um, but when you meet Riley in the first film he's a mess he's an <laughs> alcoholic he's popping pills he mm -hmm. he's been through something and he blames himself right. um, so throughout the first film Riley went through this journey of trying to figure out who's doing this, why they're doing it. And Riley kind of got his resolution by the end of the first film. Yeah. Um, so when we pick up with Riley two years later, Riley has, I mean, he still drinks, but not to the extent that he drank in the first film. Okay. Um, he's kind of moved. I mean, he's moved on with his life the best mm -hmm. he can because, you know, you have characters like Brian that's always there trying to get, um, mm -hmm a scoop or a uh uh you know a quote or anything mm -hmm. um but riley's moved on and you know he's like i said he's gotten his resolution mm -hmm. that he needed at the end of that first film right. and um you know riley is cautious obviously mm -hmm. but uh when we pick up with Riley, I think he really just wants to celebrate Christmas with his family and, mm -hmm. you know, enjoy that time. And then once things start to happen, Riley at first thinks it's in his head. Mm -hmm. And um, then, you know, obviously we discover that things are happening again. Right. And I mean, then at that point, and I think this is both with my character and Lisa's character, we're ready to fight for what we have mm -hmm. left. Um, and we don't care if we die. Mm -hmm. We just want to protect. Where Riley wants to protect her, she wants yeah. to protect Riley. Right. Um, so I will say 
you know, there is a lot of changes between mine and her character, specifically from one to two. Okay. Um, because her character had to make some very difficult choices in one. Mm-hmm. And um, that obviously changed her too. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think Riley has a form of PTSD uh, prior to the attacks in two? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. definitely. I would assume. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, so I, I interviewed Jake C. Young, who uh, was in uh, Reunion from Hell 2 as Julian. And uh, mm-hmm. it's funny because uh, he he told the, the funny story about, um, I believe it was, yeah, it was uh, Mike Katz. He was uh, making, I guess, lunch. And he said lunches were at all weird times because you're sleeping a lot during the day because you're filming pretty much all night. But yeah. he's making this sandwich and... Uh, Mark Patton comes in. He's like, what are you eating? Mike just looks. I could picture him doing it. He's just looking. Sandwich? He's like, and Mark's like, no shit. What's on it? <laughs> so do you have any funny stories from set? You know, there are there's so many funny stories. You, when you put a group of actors together, mm-hmm. all different personalities, and literally i'm not joking we were isolated on a top of a mountain oh i have that question coming up i i would have been terrified if i was if i was still in the film so you know there was uh one particular night first of all with mark you never knew what was going once he got comfortable Mm -hmm. with everybody you never knew what was going to come out of his mouth yeah i mean it was always hilarious um same thing, you know, you never really knew what Danny was going to say. And um, it, also with Lisa, I, there was one, we, we were starting a scene and my character's coming downstairs mm-hmm. and she's walking. Actually, this particular scene is right when um, Jake Young's character is introduced. Okay. My character's coming downstairs and she's walking from the kitchen and, you know, we call action I walk down the stairs and she walks by and she's like, hey, honey. And she had a bottle of tequila. She was like, do you want a shot? And it, it wasn't. It. She was playing like playing a joke, but it threw us mm-hmm. all off. We're like, what is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> but um, that happened. Um, what else? Um, there was one particular night and this was towards the end of the shoot. Um, mm-hmm. And this is on video (laughs) but um I had came in from being outside um I think we were on dinner break Mm -hmm. and I was I was in my own little world like on my phone you know and all of a sudden like this Mm -hmm. and it didn't throw me off when the music started because they were always playing music so this Mm -hmm. stripper music comes on and I didn't think (laughs) nothing about it and hey, did you get on the on the stripping pole? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I look up because Jonna starts laughing, and I look up, and Evan uh, J. Mackey, who plays uh, Cameron in the film, uh-huh. is ripping his shirt off <laughs> and like starts trying to give me a lap dance. And I'm like, what is going on? Oh, dear and God. Sam <laughs> has the boom mic dancing around. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? It was hilarious. 
That's and awesome. The video is hilarious. Like it yeah. was just one of those moments you nice. had to send be send me his contact information because I don't think I reached out to him to have him on my show because that'll be a story I would like to talk about as well. Like get a laugh <laughs> out of that because a lot of the people that w- watch you know interviews like to hear behind the scenes stuff, and I think that would be something funny that he can also elaborate on more and what happened, what he was thinking when it happened, and all that. Yeah, I mean, it completely caught, I mean, I'm in my own little world on my telephone, and I look up, and because you've interviewed Jonna, Jonna's yep. laughing, and I'm like, what is she laughing at? And all I see is a shirt, like, spinning, and yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it was hilarious. Jonna, and I know you were really upset when I had a drop, but Jonna was so crushed when I had a drop, because she really wanted to meet me. <laughs> yes, she was, she was. Yeah, absolutely. So you did mention about obviously being isolated. And um, I heard from a couple of people I've interviewed about directions about saying your GPS will not work here or something like that. So um, what were your initial thoughts? And what were you thinking at the time when you were like going to this location? And it's literally like middle of nowhere, United States? Well, okay, they failed to put that on the listing. First of all, they said it was secluded. So I knew it was secluded, but um, my GPS actually, because mine's built into my car, mm-hmm. got me there just fine. But you hit this dirt road and I'm like, okay. And Evan actually, because Evan lives in Georgia, he mm-hmm. rode up with me. And we went up on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So we went up two days, three days prior to starting the film Mm -hmm. and um it's dark by the time we get there Mm -hmm. and we're going up this mountain going up this mountain and I'm like (laughs) whoa like and we're not talking a paved road I mean dirt road rocks you know bumpy and I mean literally going up the mountain going up the mountain I was like what in the world is this like they failed (laughs) to put this in the listing so um, we finally get to the top where the house is, our cabin is, and um, I mean, it was scary. I'm not going to lie. It was scary driving up that you, Like you're pretty much in your own horror movie, Cabin from Hell or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And um, when I, we got up there and I realized just how isolated it was, I mean, we even talked about that, that we could have a movie within a movie. Somebody's like out there watching us. Yeah. These filmmakers make a movie and kill them um, because there wasn't any neighbors around. Yeah. Beautiful view. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine like that would be like the, like this, like that place was literally built just for horror movie productions i really believe it was <laughs> some horror movie fan is like trying to literally get you know rent this cabin out to a couple of you know filmmakers <laughs> i really believe it was yeah absolutely um so what do you believe the best part about filming rooney from hell 2 was and what about the worst well you know the the best part on this one was you know my original crew came back Mm -hmm. uh sam and jonna and jeremiah come back and um Mm -hmm. so this was a much smoother shoot Mm -hmm. um obviously you know you go through one together we all know how the others work each other Mm -hmm. works and um 
this was a very smooth shoot. I mean, we were ahead of schedule. I mean, and also the caliber of actors in this one. Mm-hmm. And then that's not saying anything bad about the actors in one. They were all wonderful, but the caliber mm-hmm. changed. Yeah. And um, I mean, that was probably be one of the best parts. Um, the worst part, and this is kind of a funny story, mm-hmm. uh, other than, you know, the snow, which was beautiful, but once it snowed, you're really stuck. Um, there was, I'd say there was two. Um, one was, and this wasn't filming, but this happened during filming, uh, and it was towards the end of the shoot. One day, all of a sudden, the water just stopped. Ooh. And I'm like, what's going on and it had snowed the night before so I thought you know maybe the pipes froze people are working on the pipes so I get in contact with the owner and I'm like you know there's no water and maybe there are you think they're working on the pipes and he's like uh no because you're on a well the well ran dry (laughs) so and he was very accommodating and wonderful he had his person drive up the mountain three times with three 500 gallon tanks of water to fill the well back up um so we had water we were only without water for a few hours but that Mm -hmm. was that was uncomfortable to be without water exactly (laughs) Um, yeah the other part i would say that was bad and i wouldn't really say bad is Mm -hmm. um you know, the mountain, <laughs> Yeah, the mountain, um, literally. Uh, and the fact that as the director and being in the movie, the last time I got to leave that cabin mm-hmm. before production started was the Friday before we started shooting. And I was literally up there until we left from mm-hmm. that point on. I didn't right. leave. So I was really becoming like, jack nicholson in the shining like cabin fever like i gotta yeah i gotta get out of here yeah yeah did it snow when you were filming it did um it snowed the uh first night and then it snowed exactly one week later that's good though because you you it's a christmas horror movie like you like the snow makes it more authentic yes yeah we did it snow a lot it did i mean it wasn't like 14 inches or anything or anything like that but mm-hmm. I mean it was the biggest snowflakes I've ever seen in my life they were oh, wow. huge okay. nice. um but it snowed enough that we were able to get the shots that we needed to get mm-hmm. before it melted nice nice yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's good that's definitely good um and obviously reading from hell both the first and the second are, are indie films and you're an indie filmmaker and that means that it comes with a bunch of challenges whether it be scheduling or funding or whatever what do you believe was the biggest challenge of getting this film made oh um honestly i would say funding on this one and i think mm-hmm. it was because a lot of people had not seen the first. Yep. But the first was 
the way the first ended, we had to go into a sequel. I mean, it was left open for a sequel. And um, also, I don't think a lot of people believed that Lisa and Danny and Mark were all really in the movie. Right. Until they started seeing behind the scenes photos. Yeah. From set. And then people got all excited. Yeah, that is a, that's, um, it's, it's an unbelievable situation because like three people that worked in the same franchise that are like the main stars of said movies that they were in all in this movie that it is it is something that makes you think, is that really happening? But it really did happen. Yes, it did. Um, and uh, that's one thing about me. And I think anybody will tell you if I say it's going to happen. It's happening. Right. The you only know, way I don't, and, announce, I don't announce somebody unless they are under contract. So. Exactly. Now, it doesn't mean that they would drop for whatever reason. So that would be out of your control. But yeah. um, when you announce it, obviously, you're not going to make a fake announcement because people are going to realize like this isn't happening. Or if it gets back to the actors, you know, obviously with them being tagged in every single post on top of it, I'm sure they would have came out and said, look, that's a scam. I'm not in it. <laughs> exactly. Like that you know, happened with a certain filmmaker last year. <laughs> yep. If you remember. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so obviously you mentioned you left one. O- I believe you were talking about one when you uh, left that open ended to uh, do a sequel, which came out to be in this one, too. Are we getting or is there plans for a third? OK. There are talks. OK. Um, <laughs> can't say obviously who makes it out of this one alive right um there are talks Mm -hmm. if they are if there is a third i mean there's already thoughts about what it could be okay um but if there is a third it's going to be at least a couple of years down the road yeah like i've been in these characters heads for literally at this point two years two Mm -hmm. and a half years Mm -hmm. i need a break i need to get out of these characters heads um but it's very possible we didn't leave too open for a sequel Mm -hmm. i think we we closed the story very beautifully and naturally Mm -hmm. but there always is a chance to do a third one right well if you do a third one or if you do obviously any other films especially if they're slasher horrors yeah. I need my redemption. <laughs> but absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing the second one. Um, obviously, the first one is already out. Um, so regarding that one, if someone wants to get a copy of this film or they want to see this movie, where can they see this? How can they see this? When can they see this? Okay. Um, right now, they can contact me to order a DVD mm-hmm. or Blu-ray copy. Okay. And it will, will come signed if they want it signed. Um, we are looking at streaming options mm-hmm. to get it on streaming. Okay. Um, and there's a few out there. We just haven't decided the best mm-hmm. one yet we want to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are working on the streaming. But right now, if you want a copy, all you got to do is contact me and I'll send you an invoice through PayPal and okay. your copy will be on its way. Awesome. So how can they contact you to get a copy? Uh, They can contact me on my Facebook, which is, you know, Hayden Newman. They can contact me on the official Reunion from Hell page 
on mm-hmm. Facebook, which is yeah. Reunion from Hell 2, or in the Reunion from Hell group on Facebook, because there is a group, so you can, which is also Reunion from Hell 2. Um, there's multiple ways to contact me. I'm very findable. <laughs> um, awesome. But also, I would like to say, as far as that question goes, we are getting ready because a lot of people have asked, so I'll go ahead and answer this and okay. let you know. We are getting ready to do that a finishing funds uh, Indiegogo mm-hmm. campaign. And one of the perks that will be offered, because a lot of people asked for this, is a perk that includes the first film and the second film. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. So you can get it all in like Obviously, you're not getting the second film right now because we're post-production, but you can right, get yeah. one. Awesome. That's great. So um, the last question I do got for you, are there anything else that you want to promote public appearances, projects, social medias, websites to the listening and viewing audience? Um, well, you know, we're getting ready to, obviously, like I said, first of all, we have the reunion from hell to Facebook group and mm-hmm. the fa- official page. Um, we are getting ready to, uh, I think, start back on the Hagwitch, which is, you know, Sam's film, mm-hmm. Sam Hodge, nice. uh, here soon. Um, and that would be more of a question for him as far mm-hmm. as, I know you can go to the Sin, Sin Savage Films page mm-hmm. and learn more about that. Um mm-hmm. I do have some convention appearances coming up. Uh, one is in Lexington, Kentucky in July. Um, it's the Haunters, Haunters Against Hate convention. Nice. Um, me, Jonna, Sam, and Mark are all going to be there. That's awesome. And that's July uh, 8th through the 10th. Nice. And now are you um, going to that as a vendor or as a guest? As a guest. Awesome. As a Perfect. Guest. Yes. Perfect. Um, and, um, you know, I, I have other conventions I'm in talks with that that all plays out a lot of conventions now, or my agent is trying to book me and Mark and Lisa and Danny all at the same conventions Mm -hmm. together. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Always Mm -hmm. there'll be announcements made. Um, but you know, one thing I want to say about Mark that I didn't say is the character of Ryan, uh, the way I wrote it was kind of very, very serious. And yeah. um, I remember the very first day we shot with Mark, uh, and it's the first time, the very first scene we shot with Mark, mm-hmm. and it's the first time Ryan is introduced. He's been talked about in the film, but this is the first time he's introduced. And, you know, we would do rehearsals and all that, but he would rehearse it in one way. And then once the camera started rolling, he would go into this different way. The way he portrayed Ryan blew me away. Like, it was not what I was expecting. He portrayed Ryan in this comical... (laughs) Ryan's definitely going to be a comic relief in the film okay um and uh, i remember when he turned around and delivered that first line i was like okay that's this is where we're going with it um and you know a couple of other stories you know 
a certain character, and I don't want to say who, but oh, that actor, I felt so bad for them. Um, <laughs> there's a t- tense scene between me and that character, and my character has to slap that character. Right. And um, of course, I was trained in to do the theatrical slap. You don't really touch. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the sounds put in post and the actor was like, no, really slap me. I was like, okay. So it's a very intense scene. And we had to do it like 20, 25 times. And I was trying to slap softly, but I would get so into the moment that sometimes I would forget and slap them very hard. I felt so bad for them. So, uh, Hayden, uh, good job. You just became a professional tattoo artist. <laughs> You're yeah. an infant right on the, on the face. Oh, their face was red. Like we had to go in and put makeup on to finish shooting. And I felt so bad because, um, one of the best slaps and we thought we got it the camera wasn't rolling so we had to go back and redo it oh my god that sucks but that's another thing i'll say about the actors in this film every single actor did their own stunts lisa did her own stunts mark did his own stunts danny did his own stunts yep and they were all and they're all like you know, consummate professionals. They all, you know, were committed and dedicated to their parts and to the film. And that's what you want. Yes. And there's one scene because the teaser trailer's coming soon. There's yeah. one particular scene in the teaser. Um, and Lisa just blew me away, but she's got the bat. I saw that. And she is um kind of, I wanna, I don't want to give too much away, but she's right. kind of baiting the killer. Mm-hmm. And when she did that scene, it was just like whoa like yeah i saw the pictures of that and then i when you sent me the teaser trailer um but you know just to get my opinion obviously because the interview with the prepare and all that as well um and i saw it and i'm like i got chills i got chills yeah she did a phenomenal job in that scene i mean she did a phenomenal job throughout the whole movie but in that scene in particular i will say she's a badass with that bat yeah well if if there if there is a third one and uh, you uh, and obviously Lisa comes back for the role, maybe Kathy could come back as the long lost twin sister. <laughs> There's a possibility. Um, <laughs> you never know. You never yeah. know. You never know. Um, acting. Exactly. I will say that the person who purchased the bat off our first Indiegogo, he will be very honored to have that bat yeah. because yeah. That bat has some very memorable moments in the film. Absolutely. And the fact that, you know, Lisa Wilcox not just used the bat on screen, but actually it was in her possession. She held it. You know, she used it like, you know, it's Lisa Wilcox. It'd be one thing if it's, you know, you know, this indie actor. But it's another thing when it's Lisa Wilcox, like one of the most iconic characters from A Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, she's she's, you know, in two of the films and both films, she's a surviving final girl. Yeah. No. Say what you want about Heather Langenkamp. I love her and everything, but she was in the first one. She was in the the third one, and the third one she died. Whereas Lisa Wilcox fought Freddie and won in four and five. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So that person who purchased that bat, and she signed it for him too. Nice. Um. I hope he cherishes it for for because 
that bat has some very, very That's memorable awesome. scenes in the. Film. Well, I have to ask you this question because I spoke to Lydia Manson, but it was prior to. I mean, it was before, like you know, actually, you know, uh, the filming. But she was actually going to be going down that uh, week, that weekend mm-hmm. uh, to, the, to the set. Um, but she mentioned about. I guess she made the Nightmare House and popsicle sticks and was going to get them to sign it. Did she bring it? She did, nice. and they all signed it for. Yeah, awesome. She did bring it, and it was really cool to see. Um, nice. Lydia. I cannot talk, you know, this entire cast and crew was amazing. Mm-hmm. Lydia was amazing. You know, where in the first one, we were able to order out food. Mm-hmm. And this one, we really had to cook food. So yeah. Lydia kind of stepped in and she cooked a lot. Nice. Like when she wasn't filming and, you know, helped out. And yeah. everybody helped out in some certain way, yeah. you know, because we all were living together yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hell, if you end up ordering out at this place, you're probably not getting your food. <laughs> no, no. And what's funny is Mike actually, and this shocked me, took an Uber from the airport. Told me that, yes. Oh. And I was like, will they bring him up here? <laughs> he said the him and the Uber driver were driving around for 45 minutes to find the location. Yeah, he yeah, he would call me and he's like, Am I here? And I'm like, uh, I'd look Oof. outside, I'm like, no, you're not here <laughs> where you are. <laughs> but I was awesome. I was shocked that an Uber brought him up. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, I yeah. could only imagine, you know, driving that. I will say, you know, just everybody in this film was mm-hmm. just wonderful to work with yeah. and you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of memories, you know, I had, and I have to, I, once I got home, I had to take it all in that I just finished my second film in a year and a half. Yeah. Literally. And in that um, year and a half, you worked with Kathy Podwell, Lisa Wilcox, Danny Hassel, and Mark Patton. Yeah. And I had to take that all in. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's a dream. It, it, it is a dream come true. And yeah. to be able to, you know, say that, I, you know, I want to say to any filmmakers out there, you know, people are going to tell you in this industry, you can't do it. You'll never yeah. do it. Yeah. I heard that so Very many cutthroat. times. Yes. I heard that so many times. Mm-hmm. If you have the passion and the drive, mm-hmm. do not give up because in a year and a half, Literally, like you said, I worked with Kathy Podwell, Mark Patton, Danny Hassel, and Lisa Wilcox mm-hmm. and did two films. Absolutely. And I mean, what you said, if you if you give up, then uh, you won't succeed like you won't because you didn't try, you know, and if you fail, you can always try again. I just came out with my new website for my author and acting. And if you go to the about the author page on my new website, it literally says there like, um, you can do anything you can as long as you try. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, I think I told you before, and it's on my Facebook page. One of my favorite quotes is by the singer Selena, mm-hmm. who was sadly, you know, I think we've talked about it, was murdered. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Selena fan, too. But the quote goes, you know, if you have a dream, how is it? If you have a dream, 
never let anyone take it away. Yes. And always believe the impossible is always possible. Absolutely. Possible. Impossible is just possible with the word, with the letters I am in front of it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that making a film is easy because it's not. It's a lot it of hard work. It isn't. You have to be dedicated and yeah. you have to be able to put in the hours and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think a lot of people understand. They realize either. that, yeah. Me as the director and the actor, everybody else got paid. I didn't get paid. Right. I don't care to get paid. I was doing it for the love of it. Yeah, absolutely. I made three films and each time there was different challenges, all equally or more or like harder or challenging than the other. Exactly. And you yep. learn something from each time. Yep. You learn how to do it. And if you, if you come across it again, you're like, how did I do it last time? That's right. That's what I did. And you do it again that way. I mean, you're, you're always going to come up with the same challenges, but you're all, but sometimes new challenges arise. And one thing I learned early on in film is that if you have a challenge, there's no challenge that can happen that cannot be fixed. You can always have a solution. It might not be the best solution, but there's always a solution. Oh, exactly. And there's always going to be some sort of challenge. It's not a, don't think that it's just going to be easy peasy once you get on set. No, there's always going to be something that happens. Um, But you figure it out and you keep going. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) And uh, one thing I also want to say, and I I really hate that I missed it um, because I was, uh, getting ready to do a scene they were filming one of Mark's scenes and um, mm-hmm. he put a little nod to Nightmare 2 nice without even being asked mm-hmm. and I re- everybody was like I wish you guys I saw the playback of it mm-hmm. and I don't want to say what it what it is because everybody's gonna know when they see it nice but every actor had a nod to Nightmare in there right. somewhere uh, Danny had a nod. Nice. Lisa had a nod. Nice. Um, so that was a lot of fun. But Mark, that's talking about Mark too and the caliber of an actor he is. Right. Like I said, we would rehearse scenes before we'd shoot them and we'd start right. shooting, cameras start rolling and he'd throw some little extra thing in there to catch you right. off guard. Right. Um. Right. And that it, it was hilarious, and yeah. you would have to remember, oh, we're sh- we're filming. So once we caught cut, everybody would bust out laughing. Nice. Um. So I want to take a guess on what Mark did, and you can tell me yes or no after we wrap up. You know, filming this episode of Slasher Scotty. So I'm thinking, and I'm gonna heck, I'm gonna go and do it. The whole, you know, the butt thing to the. Ah. <laughs> uh. So don't, you don't have to say anything now. You could you could tell me after. I will not confirm or deny. Okay, That's sounds good. <laughs> after, after, yeah, I'll tell you after, but I won't confirm or deny. Sounds okay. good. I had I had to say it, and I had to do the motions, although the camera's like really close to me, so like it probably wasn't easy to see. But now I will say uh, the nod that we gave him from Nightmare Two, and this this was not giving anything away, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you remember when you 
first meet uh, Kim Myers character in Nightmare One or mm-hmm. Nightmare Two, shit. Uh, <laughs> and he opens the door and she's looking out and then she turns around. Yeah. That's how we introduce his character and reunion to. Okay. When I open the door, he's looking out over the mountains and then he turns around. Nice. Um, so that was the little nod to Nightmare Two. Nice. And, and it's a very subtle nod that obviously you can't get in trouble for any type of screenplay violation or copyright violation but yeah. it's enough that you you can get the little the little hint the subtle the subtlety there yeah exactly yeah. and Absolutely. each care each actor had one somewhere nice throughout the film Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to see this movie. Uh, for those that want to know when Reunion from Hell 2 is released or planning a release um, or for the premiere itself, uh, stay tuned to Hayden's Facebook, the Reunion from Hell 2 group. Do you have anything else to add? I will say this. Um, when we did it with Reunion 1. No, mm-hmm. the premiere date is not set yet, but we will be selling on the Indiegogo a chance to go to the actual red carpet premiere nice with just the actors and crew because you know we do two showings that weekend we do the premiere and then we do a showing for fans but this particular that we're selling on the indiegogo is for that very first showing with just the actors and crew awesome Awesome. So definitely check that out and uh stay tuned for the Indiegogo and uh of course stay tuned go ahead. It's actually going live on the 15th of this month. Perfect. Uh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, the Ides of March. <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, check uh, check that out. And if you want to see what Hayden's up to um, after this interview, if you're watching this interview a year from now and you want to see what Hayden is up to, check out his IMDb page, um, Hayden Newman, and you'll see any projects that he has in the works, past, present, and future. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Hayden, for joining me today. Thank you for having me back on. It's always a blast. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, I have a year, you know, a year rule that usually it's a year later, but uh, I, this time next year, I had you on around this time last year. So I would you love did. to have you on as a regular March guest. There we go. <laughs> Absolutely. You have a great rest of your day, Hayden. You too, Scott. All right. Bye. Bye.